Today's episode of Shootcast is brought to you by Modus Operandi Brewing. Based in Motorvale in Sydney's Northern Beach, it's one of Australia's best craft brewers. Be sure to check the guys out online or why not visit the brewery. Thank you to Modus for your support of the show. Nine rounds down, we have one team remaining undefeated, that being Sydney University. Norse unbeaten run came to an end on the weekend. Looking forward to talking about that epic match with Eastern Suburbs. Plus the big local derby, lots to talk about there, including the amazing luncheon. Um, another awesome game between Eastwood and Gordon we got to get through. All that and more. Thanks for tuning in. Welcome to Shootcast. <laughs> Shootcast, our round nine wrap. Joining me on the line, as always, Andrew Swain from Stan Sport and Mark Cashman from Rugby News. Casho, we'll start with you, mate. Uh, good weekend out and about. I uh, I didn't see you at the Derby. Did you make your way uh, over to Pitwater Rugby Park, or did you, in fact, head east? No, no. I uh, I went uh, went to the closest venue, which was uh, Rat Park, and uh, saw a very complete performance uh, from the Rats and. Uh, mm. From afar, after full time, I saw you doing Father of the Year stuff. So well done! Oh, Father of the Year stuff. I'll take that. I wasn't doing Father of the Year stuff at the lunch in the day before, but uh, it was a, it was a, it was a fair fair drink between the two clubs and a wonderful occasion for everyone that was there. It was uh, it was awesome, um, really really good. And Swaney, mate, uh, Super Rugby Trans Tasman starting to wind up. What's what's the latest? Where are we headed into the final round? Yeah, look, it's a, probably a race in three, Burjo. I reckon it's the Blues, Highlanders and Crusaders. Um, Blues have got the force across the ditch this weekend, so they're probably in the box seat to host the final and finish first. Mm. And then you've got the Highlanders who have the Brumbies tomorrow night and the Crusaders will know how much they've got to win by on Saturday afternoon at Leichhardt against the Rebels to make that final. So... Yeah, it's going to be a uh, it's going to be an interesting uh, interesting final round. Just back on that lunch, I heard from the MC of that lunch that it was the greatest lunch ever. Mm. That's it, what he greatest it, rugby lunch of all time. I've been fortunate enough to have gone to a few in my time. Probably not as many as Casho, and probably not as many as you, Swainy, given your MC gigs. I know you've got another one coming up. Uh, but uh, it was very special, very unique, of course, 50 years of history. Um, it was a great honour uh, to be there and, and have had my family pay its fair share in, in a lot of the relationships in the room. And um, as you said, uh, commenting on some of the photos this one, how good is rugby? Um, it is nothing quite like rugby that can do that. I don't know many sports that have that uh, that uh, spirit um, amongst great rivals and, and foes. And uh, at the end of the day, it was all about friendship and, uh, you know, lots of dignitaries in the room, which was great. But the reality was the big stuff was just guys catching up with each other. It was just such a big reunion. It was one of those, it was 800 guys in the room. You, you, it went so fast and you wanted to get around the room as quickly as you could, but you just couldn't do it. You could have camped out there for two days. We were joking and, and not get around to see everyone. But, um, it was absolutely awesome. Hopefully, it's not another 50 years between drinks for the two clubs, but, um, yeah, really special day. Boys, uh, a, a mate of mine uh, by the name of Bob Wilson, very much connected to the Eastern Suburbs mm. Club, said that it was the best sports lunch ever. Mm. And 
If you know Bob, he's been to a lunch or two. Yep. And uh, he's talking AFL, he's talking cricket, he's talking rugby league and rugby. Best one ever. That's a big yeah, rap from Mr. Wilson's Whispers. That is a big rap. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah, no, that's that's awesome, and yeah, it was it, it was absolutely fantastic. But uh, there's some lunches coming up, so I should plug a couple of those. Norse and Gordon have their lunches coming up. Swaney, you've got uh, you've got some duties at Norse. You've got the MC gig. Yeah, that's right. So um, actually, chatted with the uh, GM today, Jack Bury, and I'm, I'll be uh, I'll be looking after that one, uh, yep. the Ron Andrews, and then across town, same day, I believe. Is the Gordon lunch where oh. I believe Paul Maloney's the MC? So where's the planning? Um, we've uh, we've definitely split the duties down the middle, the big fella and I, um, oh. for, for that one, which will be good. Maybe um, the rivalries are still frosty over there. You would have coordinated something a bit better. A man, the ringer just joined at the hip, and Norse and Gordon go and date each other and have it on the same day and take oh. half the half the stand team each. Yeah, absolutely. So it should be a bit of fun there. I reckon we could probably provide some pretty good banter between the two of us uh, over that the course of that lunch. There might even be a phoner or two. Oh, that's what I'm suggesting anyway, so we'll see. Mm. Uh, yeah, listen, Swaney, obviously a, a live cross would be uh, uh, absolutely stimulating between the, the Norse lunch and the Gordon lunch. I, I actually, I, I, you know what, we hadn't actually thought about that, but I feel like that's, Nothing but due, I reckon, Casho. So, um, yeah, I'll put that to the organising committee for a suggestion. That right. could be a bit of fun. Yeah, no, that'll be good. Uh, certainly nothing like a good rugby lunch. So if you're uh, in and around town, make sure you get out and support those lunches. I think there's still a few tickets for both. So uh, red or black or, or tartan, take your pick and, and get amongst it. Uh, this weekend is the June long weekend, which means it's a buy, hence probably the delayed podcast this week. We haven't had a huge urgency about us uh, as we approach the halfway point uh, of the season. But there's no shortage of action. It's New South Wales State Championships. Uh, having been fortunate enough to play in the State Championships as a junior, there was nothing uh, more exciting those uh, those double-day weekends where you get out there and uh, and do your best for uh, probably some of the first time some of these kids will be wearing their uh, their club colours. Um, so if you uh, if you are keen to get out there and see some footy, there's plenty of opportunity. Just check in with your club to go and see it. Uh, huge weekend of uh, of junior rugby, massive organisation by uh, New South Wales juniors and Ben Gregory. I know they do a great job. So get out there, support the juniors and, and get into the footy. It's always a great weekend, isn't it, Casho? It, it, it always is. I actually played uh, juniors at Manly at uh, different sort of stages. And early on at uh, at Norse, and uh, mm. listen, they're, they're absolutely great weekends, and uh, they're going to places like Bathurst and Orange, and Red Park, and all that sort of stuff. And if people have seen the social media pictures in uh, in the last couple of hours, you'll you'll notice that uh, the rugby grounds at Orange are covered by probably a foot or two of snow. So <laughs> mm. good luck. Under fourteen year old kids out there for the uh, state championships there. <laughs> yeah, I saw one of the blokes uh, pipe up on the forum this week that the, the Sydney boys are about to get a taste of what training's like in the country every winter this week. It's been bloody <laughs> bloody cold in Sydney, but not quite snow. So they'll they'll have to get the plough machines out, Swaney, and uh, maybe a bit of towing with a snowboard in behind. Hundred percent, Mister Plough, Homer Simpson's going to have to. He's going to be busy, I reckon. <laughs> Mister Plough, that's my name. Uh, Plough, the Plough King. I reckon mm. they'll be cross town rivals. So, um, yeah, I hope they brought their snowboards because it's going to be it's going to be chilly out there. I reckon. Mm. 
Um, before we jump into the footy, I've got a stand recommendation. I am uh, off. I mean, I've been watching the uh, the French Open, which has been fantastic. Uh, love a mini match of tennis. It's not a bad one. Um, have you guys seen the loudest voice with Russell Crowe? Uh, it's 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 really good. Yeah, right. Yeah, I actually saw it in the first incantation, and oh. uh, some of the characters, uh, some of the characters there were quite familiar to me from their time uh, in and around the New Zealand group there mm. for like five, sixteen or twenty years at uh, at the Oz, the Mirror, the Telegraph Mirror, and also the the Daily Telegraph. So uh, interesting times. It's uh, it's an interesting organisation, and that. Uh, that sometimes sums up, uh, particularly that uh, that particular point in in history uh, of Fox News. Very interesting, great uh, great watch. Yeah, a little plug for Stan there, mate. I, I'm I'm Hawk, so I think once uh, this podcast wraps up, we're going to finish off the series. So uh, very nice. much enjoying yeah. the Stan smorgasbord of entertainment. Right, let's get into the footy. Um, Really good game at Chatswood between Eastwood and Gordon. Woody's uh, taking the chocolates 20-12. to 12. Um, Not a lot in it. Eastwood probably had the early running, but Gordon sort of clawed them back. Um, really tight game. I bumped into Billy Murrows on Monday, actually, and uh, said it looked like a tough game. He says very tough. Could have gone either way. Looks like two sides, I think, that'll be playing uh, finals footy, Kasha. Yeah, very much so. They, they, they both look like... Uh, Top four sides from my uh, mm. judgment there. So, uh, and you are right. It uh, it was one of those bruising sort of encounters that uh, you generally get it between uh, between these two clubs. It's probably it's probably one of the uh, unspoken derbies of that uh, you know North Shore North West sort of area. So, mm. uh, uh, you know, Ed Craig came in and uh, and did some work there for uh, for Eastwood and. Uh, uh, Bashathon, really. So, uh, a couple of yellow cards there uh, throughout the afternoon, and uh, yeah, it was just uh, just one of those games where uh, where the the team that wanted it more got the got the bickies. Mm, yeah, the Woodies have uh, after a little bit of a stumble there. They seem to be getting their uh, ship back on course. They're right in the mix. It's a bloody tight top six now. It's uh, I mean, obviously got Uni out in front, but that's sort of Third down to six is is just super tight, isn't it, Swaney? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I felt like with Eastwood, you know, they just they take their points really well, or they just get they get into position, get an opportunity. They'll take their points if they need, whether it comes off the boot or whether they score in increments of five as well. Um, you know, it's it is super tight at the top, isn't it? Um, mm. You know, the the fact that Eastwood could claw. A few points back on Gordon on the weekend. Mm. Is that gap so important for their season? Yep, yep. The uh, match at um, Coogee, before we get into that game between Ramick and University, we need to talk, Casho, about the change at University. Uh, Rob Taylor's taken on a coaching contract with, uh, I'm not sure which club, but a Japanese club. you probably got more detail around that. And it's the, uh, the NEC Green Rockets. NEC so, Green uh, Rockets, there you go. But uh, Phil Blake, who... Uh, just, just by the way, their, uh, their director of rugby is a, a bloke called Michael, Michael Checker. Mm, well, there you go. Uh, Checker's picked up one of the coaches that, you know, we've been talking about as looking like he should have that next-level opportunity here in Australia and taking them... Um, to Japan, uh, but Phil's a little bit dark about that. To be honest, that's uh, mm. 
That's a bit of a loss. Yeah, we'll talk about it in a, in a moment, Swaney. It is a bit of a loss. Well, actually, Swaney, it's got ramifications at Waratah level and uh, all sort of sorts of uh, things there. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a shame to sort of lose him. But, uh, listen, you, you, you're not going to say no to the opportunities. No. Uh, and he's no, obviously going to come back to Australia as a better coach, I think. Absolutely. It makes you wonder what happened at Leicester because, I mean, Taylor – came in and bloody brained it here in Colts and then grade and just looked like, you know, we'll see in 10 years, but came back very quickly. And it's only taken him nine undefeated games and putting uni straight back out in front as the, as the marker to get more interest in, into that next level. And uh, obviously Checker's in and around the game again in his punditry yeah. role. Um he sniffed the opportunity and 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 taken you know one of the gems that we've 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 now sort of had come through the shoot shield. But look, um, Phil Blake's taken over the job. Um, Blakey's uh, very highly credentialed. I, I know him quite well. He coached me at Manly, um, and he's a very very good coach. Um, but it will be an interesting change. I think. Correct me if I'm wrong, Kasha, but Taylor will be in and around university towards the end of the season, or have I got that completely wrong? I'm not sure. No, no, no. I think that's pretty well right. He's uh, he's obviously there on tap at uh, sort of different times, but I I, I think the uh, uh, the thinking in and around this is uh, is you know, Rob may well have been compromised by having to work for two masters at that particular point for the rest of the season. Mm. So they've uh, they've obviously decided to uh, to uh, you know make the call and uh, Blakey's uh, sort of got the job. I actually spoke to him uh, for rugby news and it's something that that's going to go up uh, tomorrow morning and uh, Blakey was telling me that uh, listen he's he's going to do anything but reinvent the wheel there at Campbelltown. So oh. he said to me and this this is a quote to be honest, the program has been Rob's baby since we first came together last November. The program's been set up, and our job—that's his uh, Blakey and the and the assistant coaches—says uh, from here is to steer the players through and try not to hit any icebergs. So, what what an absolutely fantastic quote from Blakey, and uh, mm. probably, probably accurately sums up what's going on at university because they are. They are trucking along very nicely. Blakey certainly brings an incredible level of intensity uh, to all of his um, all of his sides. Um, what will be interesting, though, is Taylor's tactical now has been world-class and his ability to just his, – his breakdown work, their counter-attacking football, he's brought some serious rugby pedigree to that university side, um, you know, with, with young Colts groups, uh, really – really turned them into a dominant force. So uh, I think there's going to be so much Taylor IP this year that Uni is still out and out, the, the big front runners, and Phil Blake's good enough to, to get them, you know, still into that commanding position and as as the team to beat. But it, it could be an interesting change um, for University. And, and Cash, have you got any mail around Waratah's HQ about the, now, you know, we've lost a, a real candidate here? Well, I think they're uh, they're, they're moving into um, uh, into uh, interview phase, and uh, I mean, I've um, uh, I've heard uh, obviously that uh, that uh, Darren Coleman's uh, very much sort of front and centre. Yep. Um, no surprises. I, I'm, I'm even hearing, uh, and this is this is uh, reasonably unsourced that uh, that uh, they are going to tap uh, Simon Cron on the shoulder. 
just to see what his availability is, you know, how how actually uh, watertight that contract in, in Japan is. And there's, uh, there's there's another couple of guys there, so like uh, mm. roundabout. Uh, John Mulhill apparently is uh, very much there. I think uh, uh, Jason Gilmore is very much um, part of uh, the people who who they'll be uh, talking to. So uh, oh, well, interesting times there. Yeah, well, they wouldn't be doing their job if they weren't tapping people like Simon Cron on the shoulder to see what they're doing, if you ask me. So it's good to hear that that is actually happening. Um, but, look, we'll talk footy now. Well, it's just more of the same from uni, just completely in control of this match at Coogee. Just the driving malls, the cornerstone of, of, of their game right now, uh, they just – they're very, very hard to stop, but they've just got uh, a great style of footy band. And Robertson, again, outstanding. Their support plays brilliant. Clements is just playing his best season so far. Um, you know, they're nine from nine. They're out in front. Uh, they're just going to take some stopping, aren't they, Swaney? Oh, absolutely. As you said, it was just a beast, that rolling mall on the mm. weekend. Uh, Randwick just couldn't stop it. Um, and, you know, the set piece as well, the scrum, uh, really hard to really hard to stop. Um, Clements, as you said, was was brilliant at the back. Did, you, did anyone see the uh, the unfortunate yellow card? Um, to no, I missed it. I did not see that. Early in the game. Well, it was probably one of the – Probably one of the uh, one of the more spec saver uh, moments of the of the year in terms of um, refereeing. Uh, the poor old Touchy's just completely got the wrong man, and uh, and yellow carded uh, Luke Porter from uh, from Uni when he's been thrown on his back by I think it was Tom Perotti. So um, it was quite a moment. You should go. And it was I've probably got the stand on now, mate. I'm going to just going to flick through it right now. Five talk. minutes of the game. Have a have a look and see what happens. What it's, minute? Uh, what minute? It was about the fifth minute. Okay. Uh, of, the, of the game. Check it out. And uh, I, the only reason I was tipped off to it is because the Pig Athletic Club put it up on their uh, on their oh, socials. Yeah. They're good with that. Probably one of the uh, probably one of the the worst calls of the year. Um, and, uh, and and Swaney Parodi got uh, – it must have been a square up later on because <laughs> got yellow carded a wee bit later. Yeah, that's that's right. So it was uh, – oh, mate, it was a pretty funny moment. Like this poor old Luke Porter's just been dumped on his back and then the touchy comes out and bins him for – for a, uh, a tip tackle in the clean-out. Oh, so geez. it was a very unfortunate moment. And poor old Matty Callahan, who was the referee, just had – he had, obviously was unsighted. So um, – You've got to take your touchy's <laughs> word on that one, mate, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it was a funny moment. Anyway, but it, it, I don't think it was going to change the result. Um, the oh, I've just seen it. You're kidding <laughs> 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 yeah, OPSM uh, on the sideline for next week. <laughs> get him into Reggie's. Uh, take yeah. him round back. Peter Marshall should get onto that. Anyway, look, yeah, uh, yeah Uni just too strong. Uh, Ramick's got a, a nice try at the end, but uh, mate, Uni just uh, they're just they're just showing you know how good they are and how much they're going to take. So I'm sort of hoping they get to the finals undefeated because that might make them a little more vulnerable. You know how difficult those runs are to keep going. And finals footy can be a little bit different. But, uh, mate, we'll see. They're just uh, 50, 57 to 17 at Ramix. Uh, pretty impressive. So uh, they're just totally dominant. Um, speaking of dominant, Ringer, 
over the Marlins in the in the in the derby. Uh, just too strong. Uh, you know, Manly started pretty well. It was tight, but uh, you made a mistake, and Ringer just pounced. Um, Rory O'Connor had an absolute field day out there. He was running like a back, um, and then he's got. Um, Great support. I thought Margin's been a really good pickup for the Rats. I thought he had another really good game on the weekend. Um, and as we know, their backs are, are just class uh, once they get moving. You know, Davis, Wilman, Woolett, and Ma. Unfortunately, Benny Ma's uh, score in the act of scoring a try has uh, dislocated his shoulder. It was very reminiscent of Matty Burks doing that shoulder against the All Blacks many years ago. But uh, yeah, a bit of a bit of a bit of a killer blow there for Benny. You'd think that probably rules him out to a finals footy um, at a minimum. Um, it, yeah, as it been the tale of Manly season, just unfortunately not good enough, and the Rats just just outgunned them completely. And uh, you know, it's a bit of a shame given the occasion, the fiftieth anniversary. But uh, yep, just too good from Ringer Kasher. Yeah, listen, they, uh, they they were pretty good. And I, I spoke to Rory O'Connor on, on the Monday after the game and he was telling me how since he uh, since he's left the uh, the Waratahs uh, set up, he's dropped 10 kilos, eight, oh, sorry, mm. eight kilos uh, to actually play at 110. Yeah. Obviously, you, you, you don't need that much sort of, sort of weight to remain competitive at scrum time yeah. at at shoot shield level, and uh, it's increased his mobility. And he said he's even surprising himself at different times about where where he bobs up on the field. So yeah. he's got a huge motor anyway. Yeah. And uh, you you are right about that huge margin. What a great pickup! I, I reckon that's probably the the best uh, you know one of the better uh, shoot shield uh, recruitments uh, of recent times. And he's mm-hmm. certainly added a lot there. Good to see Andrew Davies back after an ankle injury. Yep. Uh, but they are going to miss Ben Maher. I'm, I'm hearing it might be maybe four to six weeks. Oh, which okay. Is, That's much more promising. Which, which is a lot more promising. Yeah. It went in and out. and In and uh, out's a good sign if that happened, yeah. Yeah, and uh, not too much damage in and around there and uh, – you know, a few puffs on uh, on, on the on the green whistle. And apparently, he was talking about trying to get back on the field. So, uh, mm. anyway, that's uh, that probably says something about his mindset. But Manly, I thought, uh, obviously had to play a very very narrow game to remain in it. And after the first twenty minutes, they just sort of fell away. Yeah, uh, you know that rolling ball. Uh, you know, they, they got a couple of tries to uh, James Hildebrand from that. But uh, after that, they, uh, they run off their feet to a certain extent. They were. They were. They didn't have the running in it. But I uh, one bright spot was James Hildebrand's tackle on Max Gerber, which was probably one of the hits, best hits I've seen live. Uh, Sway, did you catch that one, mate? Uh, I don't think I did, actually. I'll send you the uh, Pig Athletic link now, mate. It was an absolute, just an absolute bone rattler. Gerber sized him up, got a full head of steam up, and uh, absolutely snotted him, Kasha. Yeah, it was an absolute beauty. I think, uh, I'm not sure if, uh, you know, uh, uh, Cecil knew too much about it afterwards, <laughs> but uh, listen, as they say in this Origin week, he put his body on the line. Well done to him. Yeah, he did. Yeah, it was outstanding. It was a, it was only a bright spot really from the game for Marlins fans. But uh, we will live to uh, to fight another day. We've got Hunter next, and that's going to be a tricky game for the Marlins. They're hoping to uh, welcome back some players. Um, 
You know, uh, they've obviously got uh, Max Douglas and Theo Totola and uh, Lolakai Fichetti, I'm told, is back at the Marlins, and um, also Dave Parecki, but there might be some Wallaby commitments for Dave. So if they can get a few forwards, they can hopefully get a bit of momentum going, but uh, it looks like at this stage it might be too late um, for a finals charge. Um, we'll move on. Southern Districts uh, really put the cleaners through Penrith, Swaney, 80-3. to yeah, it was a big win, wasn't it? Um, I, I just they were just clinical, um, you know. Hat trick to to Joe Cotton Eye Joe Joe Cotton um, was uh, was quite outstanding. Um, yeah, I, I don't think there was there was really much more to to this one other than um, a, a, a clinical performance and uh, and just a just an outclassed mm. Penrith side. Mm. I think it was going to happen at one stage or other uh, in, in, in time. Kasha, especially as, as the season starts to, to wear on and Penrith's de- uh, depth's just going to get severely tested, isn't it? Well, you know, you, you're getting knocked around uh, for a start each week and, uh, you know, uh, picking yourself up after a, an 80-odd point uh, loss is uh, is always hard. But this is this is the time of the year that Todd Loud and the South coach has been looking forward to because he always felt in this middle part of the year after that pretty horrendous uh, uh, start that they had, uh, taking on, I think, three or four of the the, uh, the, the, the top four sides. Uh, mm. but they were going to gain some momentum here, and this is what they're going about now. So uh, mm. as Swaney mentioned, uh, you know, Joe Cotton got a, Got, got a hat-trick there and uh, Nick Brown came on in the back row and got uh, got another couple. So really got to make the, the, the most of it uh, just to uh, just to tickle up the, uh, the for and against, don't you? Hunter Wildfires had a pretty comprehensive win against the two Blues there, 43-11. to uh, Kasha, you're telling me they Hunter might be without a couple of their better players. They may have some international duties coming up. Yeah, uh, Henry Stowers and um, uh, and uh, and uh, their, their back row or um, uh, Noah has uh, been called up into into that Manu Samoa team that's uh, going to play two games against the Maori All Blacks and uh, another game against Tonga uh, yeah, in, uh, in all, all through this sort of June period. So that's great. good luck to those guys, and it ju- it just sort of like. It undermines uh, what uh, you know the how the Hunter wildfires are actually uh, pitching themselves to the to the competition. In, in that uh, you, there's there's no need to necessarily go to Sydney to uh, to be noticed, and it's good that those guys have been uh, been sort of picked up. But uh, another one of their guys, Joe Tamani, who was uh, the number Oof. six on the weekend, mm. he he actually picked up a, a hat trick of tries, and he's uh, he's an anvil. Mobile number six or or all back rower, and uh, he can run with the ball. Oh, he's an athlete, uh, isn't he? He was playing Melbourne club footy up until uh, last year, and uh, uh, Scotty Coleman, Bubba Coleman, uh, uh, has got the Coleman genes in terms of recruitment. He's uh, he's got him up there to the uh, to the uh, to the Hunter Wildfires. So uh, yeah, it's trucking along and coming together quite well by the look of things up there. I reckon. Yeah, no, it is coming together well, and that's a pretty good win against the, the two Blues. It'll be interesting to see, obviously, what happens next year with Hunter, whether they're still with us. There's so much going on in that respect of the competition. But, um, Swanee, they've, they've certainly attracted some good players, haven't they? 
oh, that Joe Tamani is an athlete. Like watching the tries that he scored, he you know, he reminded me a bit of um Seru Uru from the, the Uru, Queensland yeah. Reds. He's just he's just wild, he's wiry, he's tall, uh lean, he can sprint, he can ball. Um you know that's that's the that's the uh, the type of athlete you want to attract to your club, and so it was uh, it was really pretty to watch. But I, I've just noticed um, a bit of bad news probably for the two Blues with Tepai Moroa signing a contract with the Melbourne Storm. Mm. So um, you know he's going to end up uh, leaving the the New South Wales Waratahs, and that probably leaves the two Blues. Uh, short as well uh, of star power because he he's pretty much a one man um, team at the moment. Yeah, he had been playing a lot of club footy, which was good for the two blues, mm. obviously. Um, certainly more than most of that sort of caliber. But uh, yeah. oh, look, he was a good league player. I think you'll probably look back at his union career as maybe something that didn't quite transpire. I would have thought, Sphony. De- definitely, uh, and. and you know, I'm not saying he was, uh, you know, a, a superstar, but he was certainly a solid sort of a player, a real professional. Mm. Um, and, you know, I go back to rugby league now and, and be in that professional environment and probably thrive. Mm. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's um, it's definitely, I, I think just from, from the two Blues perspective, he was the guy that just came back and, and always fronted up, always... Was at training, always, uh, you know, had a crack on on game day. Mm. Um, so yeah, it's uh, it's a shame for them, but yeah, um, you know, good luck to him. Obviously, you can't turn down a um, a contract with the Melbourne Storm, can you? <laughs> like Would she go from uh, uh, no disrespect to, to to the two Blues, but it's just playing playing club footy, and then there's Melbourne Storm come knocking. It's just that's just a no contest. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's interesting, boys. In the, you, you'd almost suggest that uh, the skill set there with Tepai was is probably more suited to uh, the rugby league game than, uh, mm. than than maybe you know the the agile uh, midfield athlete that uh, that's probably needed to uh, excel at shoot shield. And also super rugby level, well, it's isn't it? Sort of happened yeah. to Sam Burgess. Sort of similar build of a player, I reckon, and uh, never really came off for him at all. Um, so you've got to be very careful, you know, as a player and uh, organisation. Um, you know, taking a player out of league into union, we've obviously had some successful ones and some that haven't been great. Um, but at the bottom line. They're all expensive, so <laughs> yeah. let's uh, – and a code yeah. that's struggling for cash, let's make sure our next one's a good one. Right, let's move on, which I thought was the best game of the round. Eastern Suburbs 31, ending Norse unbeaten run, Norse 29. It was at Willar. Real tit-for-tat game, some fantastic tries. Uh, yeah. James Turner was uh, back with a bang, but East's uh, first try was an absolute cracker. Um, Could have gone either way. Um uh, East had uh, Norse on toast a little bit at the scrum. Scrum's becoming the Achilles heel for Norse. And, um, you know, they, they've been fantastic all year, but uh, probably was going to catch them off guard one time. And it happened to be on Saturday, Casho. Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, penalty try at, at the death, I think. I think in the 83rd minute, I, I saw from yeah, my... Uh, rolling ball, I think, yeah. yeah uh, rolling ball from there. So... Uh, 
you know, some were suggesting that referee Tom Nichols was a bit trigger happy with the mm. uh, penalty tries, but uh, most of them were, um, you know, had red and black scarves on. Who, who I sort of spoke to after <laughs> the game, but uh, yeah. listen, these really needed that one, and uh, they managed to manufacture it. So, uh, yeah, it was uh, all in all a uh, a, a, a great encounter, and uh, yeah, listen, what joyous scenes after the game there at, uh, at, at the scoreboard end at, uh, at Willara Oval with the players celebrating with uh, obviously the players from Colts and lower grades there. So, That's a uh, motley crew, that hill. I've experienced it firsthand. It's, uh, <laughs> it's wild. It's, uh, it's, it's the pre-sheaf gathering point, you would say. <laughs> yeah, and you, you mentioned James Turner a bit before Virgil. Yeah, and, uh, fantastic. Uh, yeah, he, he had an absolutely outstanding game. And mm-hmm. Paulie Tabopia said said to me after the game that he, he was the outstanding player on the field, just his uh, yep. uh, just his speed over the ground and yep. uh, just the little things that he does uh, that, uh, that that make him something special at this, at this particular level. So yep. I'm not sure how long he's... Uh, He's for shoot shield because I think uh, I think there's a lot of people knocking on the door trying to see if he's interested in mm. heading west. Yeah, oh, that'll be interesting. Uh, yeah. What'd you say? Sorry, west. Yes. I mean, Force. Oh, west, west. I'm sorry. Did I say that? West in Sydney. I was like, yes, geez, that'll be interesting. <laughs> uh, not a lot happening, obviously, west in Sydney right now with a lot of uh, interesting talks, but west. Western Force, yes, that does make sense. Um, well, good luck to him in, in his endeavours because he's certainly been uh, oh, an absolute knockout star this year. He's been fantastic. His move to Northern Suburbs has been great. Um, North still, I thought, played some fantastic footy. They're such a great side to watch. I think Max Beery um, is offering a real uh, different player to Sinclair at 10. Obviously, Sinclair will come back into that position, I'm sure. And Beery right now is probably a good 15, but... Um, They've got some options there, don't they, Swaney? Oh yeah, absolutely. They um just through, you know, ten through to um to fifteen, they they've definitely got some variety um, options. They they've got depth. Um, they just seem to be able to um, you know put put the right man in the right spot at the moment. Um, you know, their coach Zach Beer obviously. Uh, has some pretty good cattle to work with. So, uh, yeah, look, oh, they just scored some such entertaining tries, don't they? Mm. Uh, their back line is brilliant. Um, you know, the forward pack, as you said, though, uh, definitely uh, had their work cut out on the weekend. And, mm. um, yeah, that that penalty try at the end, uh, probably hard to argue, wasn't it? Oh, I mean, yeah, I, I wouldn't argue with it. Dubious probably... I guess the, the probably the, the piggybacking up field with the penalties was probably where they were a little bit more aggrieved, yeah. uh, aggrieved I'd say, um, to put them into that position. But yeah, the penalty try, I think it was pretty. Oh, it was a, it was a, it was a clear penalty drive, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a clear penalty try for me. But look, um, as good as North were, they got beat. And um, full credit to Ace. I think if you'd offered Paulie third spot by midway of the competition, he would have taken your hand off uh, Kasha. Oh yeah, yeah, very much so. And uh, uh, their their back row combination of uh, Archie Gavin, James Donato, and Dean Aikman Hunt, who I noticed on uh, on Rugby News, is uh, is one of the uh, the most. Uh, he's heading the list of uh, 
of top tacklers. So uh, listen, they're uh, they're coming together sort of like uh, quite nicely, and uh, yep. you know, probably probably like Blakey at uni, uh, the the big thing they've got to manage in the next uh, month or so is is players coming back in, into their group and uh, how how they sort of come together and actually. Uh, uh, you know, uh, come together as, as as a side. So uh, mm, it's going uh, to be very interesting. Yeah, Paulie's always uh, said that it can be a, a difficult period. It will take a few weeks. But, you know, if you can get – you get a good run in this year, but, uh, unlike previous years, so they get plenty of those guys to, to gel in with, with the pattern. But um, we are halfway through the competition. Um, most teams have played nine. Some, or actually, most teams have played eight. Eight or nine. Well, we're halfway. It's round ten coming up. Um, University out in front, forty points. Northern Suburbs uh, nipping at their heels in thirty-eight, but they do have a game on University. Um, so they're certainly sort of in no man's land there. North, they're well, well away from third, but not quite at first. Um, Eastern Suburbs and Gordon three-four. Woods and Ringa rounding out the six. It's very tight. Eastern Suburbs thirty. North uh, Gordon twenty nine, Eastwood twenty eight, and Ringer twenty eight. Then there's a chasing pack of South and Ramick twenty three and twenty one, and then there is a flicker of a flame left maybe for West Harbour Hunter and Manly on twelve, but they're going to rely on uh, you know Ringer Eastwood um, and South probably falling in a bit of a hole, and I I just not sure if I see it at this point, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's. Um, it's an interesting makeup, uh, isn't it, Kasha? Yeah, 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 it is, and uh, uh, probably no surprises uh, with with Uni up 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 the top there. Uh, obviously, Norse have their uh, their sort of aspirations, and uh, you can do nothing more than uh, than keep on winning. And uh, eight out of nine ain't too bad, but uh, as you say, chasing pack there, East uh, East Gordon and Eastwood. And then we'll ring it, you know, not not far behind. So uh, mm. uh, I think the big game uh, uh, after this weekend is uh, North taking on Warringah at North Sydney Oval. So uh, that will be a great game, season defining on, on in many respects. Mm. All right. Well, we're going to have a weekend off, which will be nice, and uh, you know we don't have to uh, travel around Sydney. Although we'll miss our footy on the weekend, I'm sure we'll have a nice uh, downtime and. Uh, What's on for the for the weekend, boys? Uh, take it nice and easy, Swaney, or you've got more. You've got, no. you've got serious duties to, to, to got, worry got about. Got duties, mate. Yeah, why not? Why not get to uh, Leichhardt Oval if or Brookvale and watch some Super Rugby if you're a uh, a rugby fan this weekend, particularly on the Northern Beaches, getting down to Brookie and watch the Tars take on the Chiefs. Is it Last Saturday year. night? Saturday night, and then Saturday Arvo okay. at Leichhardt Oval. Yep, uh, two thirty-five kickoff. You got the Rebels, and you get your chance to see probably you know a dozen uh, All Blacks in action in the Crusaders. So um, you know if it's and it's I've been there the last couple of weeks to Leichhardt. It's a great afternoon, yeah, it's actually. A good field, great field. Yeah, yeah, great footy field, and and I, I'd um I'd encourage anyone to get down there and and just to get a chance to look at. You know the, this how good the Crusaders can can go. Um, it's great to watch. You know the, the Rebels actually played pretty good footy last week against. Uh, I think it was the the Chiefs, wasn't it? Um, yeah, at Leichhardt last week. So yeah, I think there's definitely um, some some good footy to be watched this weekend if you want to get out and and, and explore. 
Cash, are you be down at Brookie, mate, or are you going to uh, rest your feet? Uh, I'll obviously stick the head in. Uh, Leichhardt might be a, a journey too far through uh, throughout the afternoon, but uh, uh, talking of Leichhardt Oval, it, uh, it, it appears that the uh, the grand final is firming to be held at uh, Leichhardt Oval once again. I, I, I think it was a, a pretty good venue last year. Yeah, it's, it was uh, good. It's it's good viewing. I think, Swadi, it's pretty good for the TV. Uh, and also it has, that, uh, it has that community feel about it, which is an important part of being the shoot shield. If it's not North Sydney Oval, I'm happy with Leichhardt. I'm just just not a big empty stadium. So I'm, I'm, I'm very happy with that. And uh, we don't have to podcast next week, so we get a week off. But uh, I'll have to take you boys to dinner next Tuesday night. Where, where are we going? North Shore, Manly? Uh, we'll work it out. Yeah, somewhere, somewhere local. Yeah, we'll, we'll have to... We all live in different locations, so we'll, 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 we'll work that one out, shall we? Yeah, well, uh, I'll meet you in the middle of the Karingai National Park. That's about the middle point for all of us, isn't it? Oh, uh, yeah. We're having a picnic, are we? Yeah. yeah. Picnic. Sounds like it. Sounds a bit creepy. I'll see you there. Yeah, yeah bring your jackets. Thanks, boys. <laughs>